of the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Tuesday the 4th, and you're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Hey, Jordan. How are you? Cold. Yeah. Freezing. It is it's- so cold outside. <sighs> What but happened to the 60, 70 degree days like three days ago? At least we are not stuck on I-95 for 15 hours because some of those folks have been suffering in real yeah. cold and misery. So. I know. You'd never know that there was a huge snow event no, no. all around us compared to here. No, we got nothing. No, which, hey, I am fine with. Although if it's going to be this cold, I'd rather it just uh, be snowing anyways. But, okay. Uh, yeah. You're one of those, huh? Yeah. So if you walk in here one of these days and your heater is gone from your studio, it is not in here, I promise. Oh, well, I guess you'd find out anyways. Speaking of stolen stuff, um, can I have one of those pens? <laughs> oh, yeah. Here. Thanks. Here, I'll give you this one. This I promise good. I will not walk out of the studio with it. Or if I do, I'll bring it right back. Well, if you do walk out okay. of the studio with it, I have somebody in here with us <laughs> that will take care of that for me. It's Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Sheriff, how are you doing this morning? Uh, good morning, guys. I appreciate you having me. How many this times is not you a go felony. Say, how many times you go after somebody for a stolen uh, pen? Well, you know, that, that is a misdemeanor offense. Mm. Uh, you have to look into it. Dang it. I've got a problem. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I steal pens. So. <laughs> every every day after the every show, it takes about day. 45 minutes, a half hour or so. Then you'll see her stand up in her studio, look all upset, and come back over. She goes, sorry, and slams it on the desk. <laughs> so I'm recalcitrant. I just don't, don't realize I'm doing it. Like, there must be some compulsion. Anyway, thanks for coming in. Um, how was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day for you guys as a department? Um, you know, it, for the most part, um, thankfully quiet. Um, you always have your, your your average calls throughout the evenings and stuff, but re- remarkably quiet. Good. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. So I'll say I uh, was going up to Hagerstown, stayed up there for uh, New Year's Eve, and from, you know, here to state line, I saw, you know, a fair amount of police presence out and about, which... Um, is good to see. I'm sure it was nerve wracking for people that were out driving out, not doing what they were supposed to. But uh, it looked like you guys were out doing what you were supposed to for that time. Oh yeah, we've uh, we've we've definitely uh, at least um, since I've been in office, I've I've seen a lot more productivity from the officers. They're they're wanting to be proactive. They're wanting to get out there. They're wanting to do their jobs. And it, it, you know, it's uh, and and that's one of the reasons why I'm here. I wanted to reflect a little bit on what we were we've been doing. Uh, throughout the year and, and uh, no, let the public know that, that all these things that we've been doing and invested in, it's, it's definitely paid off. Uh, the morale of these men and women in uniform are at the, an all-time high, and I don't think I have to tell anybody that. You could see it. And, and they want to go out there and do their job. So, uh, you know, going them going out there um, and, and providing services to the community, I mean, you see it. Mm-hmm. And I get compliments all the time, and I, I love it. 
Plus, you brag on them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, every I see chance your social I get. media posts. You're, you're like all these pictures of mm-hmm. illicit drugs and stuff. And then there's a little sheriff's badge. Have you seen those? <laughs> yeah, I have seen it. Like, yeah, good job, guys and gals, you know. You're yeah, bragging I, on them. I, I love it. And they're, they're, why hide it? Right. Why, you know, they're, they're out there doing good things. You know, uh, praise in public. You know, discipline and private. That, mm-hmm. That's that's the type of person I am, and and not to say that everything's been perfect. We've had to do our fair share of, of you know, um, discipline. But right. it's it's amazing that once you give these folks the tools and equipment to do their job and let them know that they're appreciated, what they do for you, what the, and and it's 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 something that they've they signed up to do yeah, and, and we're just giving them the, you know, and it's just not me, it's the County commission, uh, their open-mindedness to, to partner with me and, and see what I see in regards to where this department can be, what it can become. I mean, we're, we're I have no doubts in my mind by the end of our first, my first term that, that we will definitely be noticed on the map. Yeah. We're speaking with Berkeley County Sheriff, Nathan Harmon. Let's talk about uh, 2021. Was it a productive year for the sheriff's department? Oh, it's, you know, I wish I had more time, but, I, you know, I'll paraphrase what we've done over the year. Uh, you know, Tom and I promised to hit the ground running. Uh, I feel that we, we've definitely done that. We're one spot away from being full staffed for the first time and from what I understanding in a long time. Well, okay, so break that down because that's not something we want to just gloss over. You're, you're, you have one more position to fill and how many mm-hmm. – is full, you know, capacity for you guys. Well, we've got one more position to fill. Technically, that would equal up to sixty-two. That doesn't include me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's still a lot, Goodness. right? Yeah. But but we have, um, you know, if you include our civilian staff, the folks that work in our building, uh, it's upwards of a hundred folks. Um, we just received the COPS grant. We won that for the first time. That gives us four. Hmm. I'm gonna, and this, you know, I had it. I, I don't hide it at all from the commission. I've already kind of hinted on to it. I'm going to ask for two more. <laughs> so in total of six, uh, you give me six more. So now we're at 68. Um, I'm hoping at the end of the, my four-year term, we're up in the uh, low 80s, hmm. uh, high 70s. So I course. have to ask you this. When you get a COPS grant, how sustainable is that? If you hire four to six individuals, <clears throat> is there a time limit on how much you can have them on or how, how long? How, what's the funding mechanism after that? Well, it's it's actually a very um, uh, it can be a convoluted animal when you look at it because a lot of folks are under the mindset: okay, you get you you get these four new positions and you do the testing, you hire them, bam, you're good. Well, not necessarily. You, so they've got to be trained. They've got to fall under the field training officer program. That's a while. They were waiting for them to be accepted in an academy, and there's no guarantee for that in the first year. Uh, or in the first six months. And even when they go, you're spending 15 to 16 weeks at the academy and you come back and you finish the field training officer program. So you're hmm. talking on an average roughly a year before those individuals are even effective on the road by themselves taking calls. Um, so what really has benefited us is the county commission, ourselves, and the civil Berkeley County Civil Service Board have come together and we agreed that we would accept lateral transfers of pre-certified officers. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge game changer for us. Uh, we have uh, gotten uh, Deputy Welcome, Deputy Walker, Deputy Connor, Deputy Henderson, Deputy Jenkins, all whom was pre-certified, who we would have 
traditionally waited a year for these folks. Right, and then you just plug and play. Yeah, you do, okay, uh, you know, you, you everyone's different. You, mm-hmm. you assess them. You put them on a, a, a condensed version of a field training officer program because even me as a former trooper, like civil processes that the sheriff's office does, the state police does not, you know, that's something to get used to. Mm-hmm. I'm still scratching my head on over what's a conservatorship and stuff like that <laughs> and, you know, different things. But – uh, you know, so now you're instead of a year, now you're taking it down to three months. So wow. it's, it's, that was a huge game changer for us as far as manpower. Again, speaking with Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon, what else were some of the big uh, highlights from oh, hold on, 2021? That, that big marijuana press conference. That's got to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on. I walked into the sheriff's office and you could smell it. Like, like, you smell it from the parking lot. I thought if my hair is wet and I have this on my hair when I leave, am I going to get arrested? You can have one of the dogs looking at you weird right? when you walk out. Right, right. right. That Not, was huge. It, it was huge, and you know, it's it, it, I can't say enough good things about um, the concept behind our ACE team, the work that they do. Um, it's the and it's their. I'd love to expand that program, but we've got to wait for, you know, additional manpower and stuff. I can't continue to pluck off the road, if you will, um, uh, to to expand the team. But the the work and efforts that they've done, the focus that they've been able to apply on that specific problem as far as drug interdiction and whatnot has made a huge impact. I mean, people see it, and again, social media-wise, people comment on it that they've seen it. And that's, you know, that's the true reward, isn't it? That's when the citizens see – you know, I don't have to sit there and give anybody lip service. They're they're talking about it themselves, and when they see it and they comment on it, and then when one thinks about how many facets of crime that the drugs hit, yeah, that's that's all the way across the board. I mean, some some folks say, ah, it's just marijuana. Well, we're aside from it being just marijuana, we're looking at the criminal activity that mm-hmm. comes with it, the shootings, the folks that are hurt, the you know, ninety. Nine percent of the time, when we're seizing, uh, you know, any marijuana, the hard drugs are right there with it. I mean, there's, you'll find, you know, crack cocaine. You'll find now. Recently, I posted uh, uh, Percocets mm-hmm. um, that was on uh, the post that I put. Now we're looking into, you know, there's a lot of pill presses out there that are pressing that stuff into fentanyl. It's very deadly stuff. Um, so the efforts that the ACE team are doing and the de- efforts that the deputies are doing that, you know, I'd love to, to, to feel that efforts like this are in, are incentivizing other deputies and other agencies, you know, come on board, let's do this together. Let's, let's fight this head on. What are you seeing in the County as far as drug dealers? Are these small time people who also have an addiction issue themselves, or is this a business model that has branched out into our County and is very sophisticated? No, drug dealers are driving around Berkeley County. <laughs> uh, that comment's been made, but uh, no. In all seriousness, it's um, I've I've seen crocodile drug come into here and 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 be short lived. Um, you know, it's a very deadly drug. I've seen um, different trends in regards to. Uh, I can't go into detail about what the drug dealers are doing, right? But it's. We're, we're definitely making it harder on them and um, and joining efforts with, say, Morgan County and Jefferson County and doing a, a HIDA initiative-like op- operation, and uh, we are still in discussions to do that. But, uh, you yeah, know, we're 
they're aware that we're aware and that's what I need. That's, that's what we need. And, and we it basically think of Berkeley County as a 123,000 person neighborhood watch. Hmm. That's where we should be. And I think we're, we're very, very close to becoming that. And once you get the community involved like that, that's, that's, there's a drug. You, you can't deal drugs in Berkeley County and get away with it when you have that kind of uh, umbrella. Against speaking with Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon, uh, that's a good thing for the uh, you know bad guys to know that the good guys are you know hot on the trail. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of neighborhood moms looking out. <laughs> looking out. <laughs> Tons of neighborhood watch. You got to be ready for those neighborhood moms. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. They know everything. Are you one of those? Well, your neighborhood doesn't do anything 100%, 100%, crazy. 100%. <laughs> your neighborhood doesn't do anything crazy because of somebody's campfires. That's, no, it's because we, you know, we know we that Facebook page lights up if mm-hmm. someone comes in our neighborhood that we don't recognize. Yeah. So, you know. Absolutely. So, what else are you proud about? Well, we, you know, um, not only do I want to provide more transparency to the community by these social media posts and and coming on here and telling them what we're doing. But um, recognizing the deputies for all their hard work, we've had the we had the first ever um, deputy of the year award. Um, we've had we had in this uh, December third we had our banquet. Who, who won deputy of the year? Well, Jordan, I'm getting to that. But it's, it, it, it's, it's, we, it's Stepa. There's, uh, there's, he was trying to wind up. <laughs> yeah. I just, just tell me now. The, the, I want to know if I can take my name out of the list. Here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, we, we handed out 11 letters of commendation. Um, and, and to accommodate some for, for exercising um, sound judgment, uh, whether it been uh, – representing the agency uh, in terms of court testimony and case preparation. Um, a, a lot of folks pouring in their uh, sentiments in, in regard to experiences they've had with the deputy where the deputy showed uh, a level of compassion. Um, so we recognize these things through those commendation letters, but we also recognize the other staff that works for us, our civilian staff, our tax office, our animal control uh, we recognize all these folks and, and their hard efforts, but the the um, deputy year was was Chris Merson. Uh, Chris Merson's a member of the SWAT team. He's a canine handler. He's on the dive team, and he's a member of the ACE team. Goodness, so, he's busy. Yeah, it's it's like the the man's a a one stop shop. But here's the thing: if you walked up to Chris and and you talked to him, and he wasn't in uniform, you you'd have no idea. That you know, a lot of people look at an officer and they think this you know stoic you know mm-hmm. person that doesn't have a necessary personality. The guy is you know if if you don't walk away smiling after talking to the guy because he's just so funny <laughs> and he's just so personable. I take him with me to events where we've got kids and stuff like that, and we we did the Jefferson County uh, for the first time Jefferson County's Cruiser competition. Mm-hmm. He was the People's Choice Award. <laughs> so because he, you know, he's, he's just very social, you know, and, and he's great with kids. He's, he's done tours there at the department with these kids. He makes them smile. You know, kids are very apprehensive, they're oh, yeah. shy. He gets them to open up. Um, but, uh, you know, for all the work he's done as an officer too, I mean, he was one of the ones that stopped uh, a human trafficking incident and, and, and was able to take care of that and investigate that in detail and, and reveal it. Uh, he's also gotten a lot of dope off the street and, and he's very, very good roadside with traffic stops. I mean, the guy's just a 
phenomenal person. He's very vested in what he does. He's very powerful in what he does. Absolutely. Again, Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Real quick, we have about uh, five minutes until we have to get to our next break, but I want to bring up uh, about the appeal for public health or health uh, help in uh, a hit and run case uh, from back a couple years ago that kind of has a special place with you. Yeah, it does. Uh, I I was able to meet with the Kilmer family and I've met with each of them individually and and, uh, just their, the outpouring of, of wanting resolve and some closure with um, Mike Kilmer Jr.'s passing in, in that hit-and-run case. You know, every case involving a death uh, touches me, touches everybody in the community, and, and we in those situations definitely do not want to leave any stone unturned. If there's any new technology out there we can invest in, uh, any resources we can pull from that would – help at the end of the day at a minimum bring the family closure that's what we want to do we reevaluated that case and i uh, as i had campaigned on i'm we've got a civilian investigator looking at it along with our criminal investigation team and our accident reconstructionist so they've we formulated a team specifically for uh, the the reevaluation of the Kilmer case. We've been working this case for about eight months, and i got to say there's been a, a handful of new investigative techniques that we weren't familiar with before that uh, shed some light on some things but revealed themselves to us that we can use in other cases. The Blairton Road hit-and-run case, that's a horrible, horrific uh, situation that we plan on looking into mm-hmm. and investing in. Um, the uh, Oars Market robbery. Uh, where there was thirty thousand dollars that was that was stolen, we're we're going to look into that. So we're not done yet, but this is this team uh, was comprised to to do this specifically. And the Kilmer case was 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 deep on my mind in regards to taking office, and we wanted to bring the family closure. So as you make an announcement about this, and you're looking for the public's help, and you're talking about new technology, that puts more heat on someone who might be listening, who might know something, might be responsible. It's better for someone to come forward than to be found, right? Absolutely. You know, and it, there's really no good things about cold cases, I guess, and, and conceptually, but uh, a part of a cold case is relationships deteriorate. People go their own separate ways and friendships are, are no longer friendships. So we, we, we conduct, we re-interview everybody. And through that re-interviewing, we identify additional people. Now these folks that we would like for the community's help in identifying aren't necessarily folks that were involved with it as much as they were there. Mm-hmm. And we would like to speak with them. Um, we've already gotten some information social media wise that I've seen personally that we will share with the, our investigative team to, to, to look at. But, uh, you know, that's, that's what we want to try to do is identify these two, uh, young ladies in the, in the photographs. How can folks find those images and the information from your press release? Please go to the, uh, the sheriff's department, uh, Facebook page. You'll see it there. Um, various media outlets. I've, I've shared it with them. Call 267-7000. Corporal Funk of the Criminal Investigation Department is the lead on this case. Uh, He's the one to talk to. Um, Please, if he's not available, leave a message for him. 
Yeah, we've been speaking with Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Thanks for taking a little time out of your busy day to come stop by and hang out with us a little bit, even though you gave me a little jolt here this morning. I get a knock on my window, and I see a big Uniform. badge of the sheriff there. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Man. I'm like, oh, it's just, just Sheriff Nathan Harmon. But thank you for everything that you and your officers do in and around Berkeley County. Uh, I, I would say it's a thankless job, but we are here to thank you for it. Because Absolutely. if it wasn't for you guys, uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. So thanks again for stopping in. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kapalik. If you missed it before the break, we have Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon on to talk about kind of 2021 in review and some of the things that uh, him and his sheriff's uh, uh, deputies. office, mm-hmm. deputies, thank you, have uh, you know done around the community and around the county, which has been a lot, and they've done a lot of good work in the past year. So it's always nice mm-hmm. to talk to Sheriff Harmon. And and in the show beyond the show, he was showing us how um, the uniforms are changing a bit. He's <laughs> yeah. saving some money, and it's really awesome to yeah. see, you know, just little differences that save the taxpayers' money mm-hmm. and also keep people looking kind of professional and like yeah. they're ready for action and keep the officers, you know, comfortable, little, yeah. comfortable, healthier yeah. with yeah. these uh, new, you know, uniforms and whatnot. So yeah, it's always nice to talk to Sheriff. Uh, Nathan Harmon. So if you missed any of that conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today. But another person that's always great to talk to is Pastor Tim Garino from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission. Pastor Tim, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I'm sitting out here at the Aldi parking lot in the Commons. I'm doing the food pickups this morning. Uh, my guy was sick yesterday and today, so <laughs> I'm on the road today. Man, I got the boss out there doing it's, all it's the work, It's a remote huh? call from Aldi's. <laughs> <laughs> on location, on location. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, my, actually, the van's pretty full of food right now. Uh, we do pickups every morning at uh, different all the different spots throughout the town that bless us with uh, tons of food and uh, keep the mission going. And um, I got the privilege of being out the last two days and getting to meet with uh, donors and thanking them and picking up the food and being blessed. Wow, that sounds like a good problem to have. Yes. And uh, we also... Uh, we hit our goal. Um, I know you guys know that they put out uh, the Eastern Panhandle Community Foundation with Michael Walton there, put out a uh, a, a memo out there that the Solomon Fine Foundation uh, blessed us with 20000 towards mm-hmm. our um, uh, uh, six, 604 project that got us to our halfway mark of 400000 So we, we've been blessed, and that money was given on behalf of memory of uh, Mayor uh, Harriet Johnson, and um, that's going to be memorialized in the building when that building uh, is remodeled and, and everything's taken care of. But we're at our halfway mark, which means it can go out for bids. So we're meeting with the architect uh, next week and getting everything uh, finalized. And then we'll be putting them out for bid with the week after. And um, we still got 400000 to go to reach our total of 800000 to complete the project. But we're halfway there and we're excited. And, and uh, thanks to Mike and all the Michael and all the folks there at the Community Foundation and all the uh, foundation uh, donors that have blessed us so far to get us halfway. Um, it's just uh, it's a miracle. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, we started this on November 11th, and we're halfway there, and we're excited. And now I can go out to bid and get that process going because that's going to take some months. And then uh, getting it run through the city and then start construction. 
So uh, Michael Walton, I was talking to him yesterday because he knew we were going to be talking to you. He said to tell you, hey, by the way, to tell you hello. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's amazing to me because in, in December when we talked, I, I remember because I replayed the clip and, and you said, well, we just need $20,000. And lo and behold, on the 31st, um, they they did this allocate, allocation. Their board met. They decided that this was going to be their big uh, donation under the Solomon Fine Memorial Fund. And uh, it hit that mark, and it hit it so perfectly. You're probably used to seeing these minor miracles, but uh, that was pretty outstanding. Well, um, not always, not this quick, and, and I'm excited. Um, I'll tell you what, it, it's, uh, it wasn't a very good miracle on behalf of the holidays and everything, but it's just, again, it shows the spirit of this community and how much uh, this community is, uh, the generosity of this community and the, and the blessings. And we're, we're excited. I mean, uh, be the halfway there, I mean, still got 400000 to raise. I mean, that's, no, that's not chump change. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. But to be halfway there this soon, that we're able to get the process going with the bidding and the contractors and the city, because that takes months, um, that really, really is a is a great kickstart to the new year. We're we're pumped. We we can't wait for this thing to get going. See, it's got to feel good, uh, especially with all this happening as quick as it seems to have been happening. Yeah, and it, and 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 they do it on behalf of the uh, mayor Johnson. That's who, special. Uh, was a big, yeah, she was a big fan of the mission, uh, especially the families. Uh, she would always talk to me about, hey, Pastor Tim, when are you going to do something for families? And so this is going to be uh, even uh, more special when it when it all put together. So we're, we're excited, and um, I, again, thank God for the generosity of the Community Foundation, Michael Walton's direction there, and the, the, the funds that are there, the foundation givers, and you guys. You guys were blessed and helped me get that out there, and uh, we're excited. And um, I'm glad you guys are doing good for the new year. I hope you guys had a good uh, celebration and, and had some time off with your families. Um, but um, we're excited, and like I said, I'm out here and I've already did four pickups this morning, and my van's full. And that's, I mean, that's the generosity of this community. And I still got 12 more pickups to do. Man. <laughs> yeah. I, I love your attitude. You're, you said, it's an opportunity I get to. It's a blessing. I get to do this. It, honestly, if it was me, I'd be, oh, it's out, I'm out here in the cold. Yeah, I have, I have to, to go. go. Get <laughs> but you've got a great attitude. Well, you know, it's neat to walk in because not everybody expects me to walk in. And, you know, they expect our workers and stuff. And so when I walk in, they're like, oh, the big guy's here today. I'm like, hey, I'm here to thank you guys for your, I mean, it, it, it's it's such a, uh, it's neat to get out and meet the donors and, and thank them. I mean, it, because it, it keeps the mission going. I mean, we we don't um, spend any money on food. The food comes in through donations through the community. And, you know, we fed over, I think I, I finished the totals last night. I think it was like 78,000 people meals we fed this past year well here i'll give you some of those numbers i'm looking at your facebook now and it's impressive to see this list you put up uh so your discipleship i'll just go through all of them here your discipleship track new students you had 40 uh you had employment program you had 13 people in that or uh go through that one your chapel attendance was over a thousand your meals 8200 meals that you put out lodging 1200 i mean uh you gave 26 families 130 adults 43 children clothing and shoes i mean the stuff that you guys do at the mission is amazing yeah. and, that, and was that was december, december. yeah and that's just that december december that's not the whole year's count yeah. i mean and the whole year numbers will be coming out here real soon and it's just amazing and that's to me it's an opportunity to get out actually i'd rather be out all day thanking the donors than 
sitting in half the do's, half the stuff I got to do in my office some days. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the half two stuff. This is a privilege. Yeah, this is a privilege getting out, thanking people, getting to talk with you guys, and again, the community foundation. Um, man, what a blessing uh, they are to the community because not just us, they blessed others this past holiday season. And we're just very fortunate to be blessed. And um, on behalf of Mayor Johnson, memory of Mayor Johnson, I mean, she was a big advocate of the rescue mission and loved the mission and always stopped by and said hello. Um, it, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be part of this. And I, like I said, I'm excited. We still got 400,000 more to go. So I got to keep pushing along there <laughs> to get that goal of 800,000 uh, because if it can't be done, unless we get the, the final tally there, but, uh, we're, on, we're, a, we're a good start, very good start. So if someone doesn't have $400,000 just kicking around, but they do want to help out, I know a lot of the grocery stores and that are doing specials on cleaning supplies and, and uh, food items, buy one, get one, and all yep. of that. If folks are out grocery shopping and they want to just remember you guys as they're out, what, what are some good things, uh, staple items that you guys always need? Well, we always need, uh, especially this time of the year, coffee, cream, and sugar. We need a laundry detergent, lots of laundry detergent, because we do lots of laundry, because this is a time of year where people are getting the flu, they get sick. Uh, my driver's out with a stomach virus. I mean, so there's we have to wash everything. We're constantly, uh, we just bought a brand new washing machine from Morsini's uh, a week ago, because we burned out another uh, washing machine. Um, we do laundry 24-7. We wash everything. I, I mean, uh, even, I, I, we... We even wash the cockroaches. They get clean. I mean, everything gets clean at the mission. Everything gets clean at the mission. I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean, I mean, how much laundry we do in a day is, is just amazing, how much we do. Again, we're speaking with Pastor Tim Garino of the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission, and I will attest. I was in there yesterday. Uh, Marsha had me drop off some stuff that she wanted to uh, donate down to the kitchen. When I walked in, it was busy with activity, and I think everybody was in there cleaning when I walked in. Wow. Yeah, they, they, we're always wiping down, cleaning. Um, we always need cleaning products. Um, I mean, it, it's it's busy, and like I said, this time of the year, especially cold, because we let people come in out of the cold, and they could sit in the cafeteria time, um, you know, and, and it's a warm shelter. They can drink coffee and stuff like that. And, um, it, well, with the temperature dropping now, we, we got more people um, around the clock in the mission. So we're a busy place, but we're thankful. We're grateful for this community and I mean, like I said, it, it, we're grateful to serve, to be able to get out and serve. And uh, it's a beautiful day. I mean, I'm sitting out here, the sun is shining. Um, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous being out here. Well, it might be a little too cold for me. I will say that. But again, we're speaking with Pastor Tim Green of the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission. We just got a few more uh, seconds here. So real quick, can you let everybody know where they can get in touch with you guys, maybe to donate uh, for the Project 604 or just general donations or just to see what's going on at the shelter? Sure. The general donations, they go online to MartinsburgUnionRescueMission.com. Hit the donation button. You can go there. If you're going to market for the 604 project, make make sure you market and say, this is for the 604 project. Otherwise, it goes in the general fund. Or you can go online and uh, Facebook. You can follow us on Facebook. And we constantly have our uh, weekly needs up on Facebook. Um, we're always in need of uh, any kinds of meat, spaghetti sauce, uh, spaghetti uh, any kind of uh, salads, fruits, vegetables, anything like that. Um, we every every little bit matters. A lady brought in the other day a bunch of uh, a dozen eggs, mm-hmm. and she said, "This is all I can bring in." I said, "Hey, this is this this will feed at least three people. That's mm-hmm. more than that's more than uh, you know that's more than enough to feed three people. We make everything stretch." 
Again, Pastor Tim Garino, the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy Tuesday morning. And what would you say? You were in the parking lot of Aldi right now talking yep, to I'm, us. So appreciate yeah, that. I'm up at the Commons up in the Aldi's. I'm on my way to uh, Sheets and then a bunch of other places. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. It's always nice to talk to you because you're doing so much great stuff down at the uh, Rescue Mission. Uh, and we'd love to be able to share it with everybody. You guys, God bless. And thank you guys for what you guys do. Absolutely. Again, that was Pastor Tim Garino of the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission on location from uh, Aldi, getting ready to go uh, pick up some more food or another food pickup, which uh, I don't know how he's going to fit any more food in the back of his truck, it seems, uh, which is, like I said, a good problem to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you missed any of that conversation with Pastor Tim Garino of the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission, you can listen back to that a little bit later on today. But stick around. We have more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marge Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, we have Pastor Tim Garino from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission on to talk about the huge donation they got for the 604 Project, their family housing unit for six families here in Martinsburg, which gets them to the halfway mark. And they still, uh, well, have halfway more to go. Mm-hmm. So if you missed any of that information, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. 400,000 more. But they're halfway. They're know, halfway. They, they're already, which already, is incredible. They've already, you know, fundraised four hundred thousand. So, and and he only they only started it. They kicked it off, I guess Veterans Day. Yeah, yeah. So, it's been pretty quick. It's pretty quick t- uh, turnaround for to get halfway to their eight hundred thousand dollar goal, it's which is pretty impressive. Project that is well needed. So. Absolutely. Um, so programming note: tomorrow on the show, we are going to have um, Bill Kearns from the Berkeley Morgan County Health Departments. And, um, um, you know, just give us some practical information. Mm-hmm. You know, apparently there's a surge. What can folks do? Where can they get tested and, um, you know, not have to waste, you know, wait a long time in an ER or, you know, just get tested, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and then also Brad McElhenney is going to be on to give us kind of a legislative look ahead um, because the session is starting next week. Ooh, yeah. important stuff. Yeah. Important stuff happening down the Capitol. I also have a call in or an email into um, the Berkeley County school system because there have been some issues with uh, buses, bus routes, and a lot of it has to do with staffing. Mm-hmm. They were having staffing issues before this surge. Um, and I know that a lot of the parents uh, and caregivers who, who get kids on and off buses have questions. And, um, you know, I'm, when I reached out, I said, we're not condemning you guys. Right. We just need to know how we can best help get the information out to people. Mm-hmm. What's the impetus of this? Why is this happening? How can we help? How can folks find out when their kids getting on and off the bus? Right. So hopefully we can get some more updated information mm-hmm. on that as uh, time progresses. And another programming note for tomorrow here on WPM is we have Shepherd basketball back on the airwaves. At 7.15 is when the pregame show will start. Tip-off is at 7.30. Shepherd uh, basketball hitting the road going up to Millersville to take on the 8-3 and three, uh, Millersville Marauders. Did it snow there? Are you going to be driving into snowy areas? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Where's Millersville at? I'm thinking. It's in Pennsylvania. Well, I know that. <laughs> uh, it probably did. I don't know. Who knows? 
It's that time of year, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but yeah, the Shepherd men's team, five and six on the year, uh, looking to get back to an even 500, hopefully with a win tomorrow against uh, Millersville. And you can catch all that action right here on uh, WPM and WCST, getting started at 7.15. Me and Parker Stone will be giving you your uh, pregame show, and then 7.30 is tip-off. So that'll be happening right here again on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. But we have to get to our last break, and then we'll be back here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. She was just giving me a tour of the uh, her favorite cookout uh, <laughs> restaurants in South Carolina. Well, you were talking about some of the colleges that Shepard would be playing and I'm like, oh, that's Orangeburg. I know that place. Oh, it's got There's a, good a cookout. cookout. <laughs> now, if you get, is the cookout open? Isn't there one yes. in like Winchester or something it, now? It just opened, I think, Wednesday of last week. And I've before not you finish a- that, okay. I wish the listener could see the joy in your eyes while you're, I could literally see a twinkle <laughs> in your eye when you start talking about this. Because they've got great, okay, BLTs, hamburgers, um, hamburgers with bacon. And then my kids and my husband love, they've got these amazing shakes. Mm-hmm. Like you can order these great shakes. I don't know if I've ever been to. I don't think I've ever been to a cookout. Been to like Bojangles. I've done you know Raising Canes. I've done all the ones. It's but good, I've never done and it's not that or, expensive. Uh, it's not that expensive right now. Like the people that I've heard who've gone there have had a little wait time because it's novel. Ah, uh, yeah. You got so what's you got to give it a few months and then it's just kind of a, then it becomes a part of the scenery. Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's good, good stuff. And usually it, it tends, I understand, to be around college towns, which makes sense because Shenandoah is down there. But yeah, yeah you were like, oh, look, there's Cla- Claflin, Claflin. Cla- yeah, Claflin Orangeburg. I'm like, oh, yes, I know there's a cookout. I know I've eaten there. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'll have to have you do a list of your favorite cookouts. Do you, Would you say they're you have good. a favorite cookout? No, I think Like a specific good. one that you guys I've, always there's hit when you're There's one that around. we've gone to a lot that's by a fort in um, south of Columbia, but like it's Strom Thurmond Boulevard, that kind, if that puts it. Don't in act like you don't know their address. Don't act like don't you don't have that address. thing ready. The car just makes its way there, <laughs> it's and like, it's funny because when we're on a long trip and we have the dog with us, she knows. Like we're at the cookout, and she's gonna get a BLT. You give the dog a BLT. She, gets, she likes the BLT. Man, she enjoys her BLT. Man, you I know? gotta go on a road trip with you it's guys. Part of the, it's she's part of the family. Come that's on. true. That's true. I couldn't give my dog a BLT. My dog didn't even get out of bed this morning to go for a walk because it was too cold. I don't blame you. I looked dog. at him. I said, I told him to get up, right? We're going outside. And he raised his head up, looked at me, and grunted and put his head back down. He said, like, No, we're right. not. He's like, Hey, that works for me. If I only have to go outside to get in my car and then leave, then I am cool with it. That means you have to leave here early and go Ooh. make sure he walks. You know, you're right. He, he's not walking himself. He's you, not you know, at this moment letting himself right. out of the apartment. And You're right. You know, that's a great idea. <laughs> Marsha, I'm going to have to take you up on that one. But anyways. Wait, I'm not doing your afternoon work. Well, I'll still get my work done, of course. Especially if the boss is listening. I will definitely still get all my work done. Uh, But I might still head out of here a little bit. So um, speaking of heading out, um, Mm -hmm. if if you are planning a southern jaunt, 
stay away we got from, your cookouts <laughs> okay all right but <laughs> stay away from 95 for a bit mm-hmm. they're still trying to clear stuff up some motorists have been stranded for 15 plus hours Ooh. i understand hopefully it's gotten better it's so weird because we didn't I, did we even get snow flurries yesterday we got a few flurries did but we? so my husband had 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 to head in towards mm-hmm. dc and he's, it's completely different. Like there Unreal. were cars darted off and, you know, I said, well, how many inches? He said they got like seven inches of snow over there. Whoa. So, um, y- yeah, it's it doesn't just make bizarre. sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense. And then like even the mountainous areas didn't even get any snow. Right. But then D.C., Baltimore, like, right. everybody gets it. Just odd. Well, but all those tips that we get all the time from Steve Allen applied in this situation. That's it. That's it. Do we have a new uh, segment for him? Yes. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong well seven inches of snow is the most recent thing that could possibly go and wrong and if you had prepped if you'd listened to this show and then you got stuck in that 15 hours is a lot that's but, a, yeah but he always says you know have enough food and water mm-hmm. and stuff for your pets well, and only turn your car on for a few minutes at a ten, time yes that's each it. hour 10 minutes look at that yeah you Go remembered ahead. i'm impressed got to got to remember that stuff but yeah so crazy it is nuts that we didn't get any of that snow but everybody else did but we need to get ready because that could happen to us, mm-hmm. you know, January, February. That's right. So. Yeah, this is when we always get our worst weather anyway. So, so I don't even know why I'm saying, oh, I'm so happy we haven't got it because we're going to get it. Anyway. Right. But if you missed any of the show today, at the start of it, we had Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon on to give us kind of a, a 2021 in review, which, my goodness, him and his deputies did so much this year. And it was cool to hear just a little bit of that. You can listen to it a little bit uh, later on. And we had Pastor Tim Garino the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission on uh, to uh, give us an update. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but to, you know, give us the official update on the big donation they got for their 604 project, their family housing unit for six families here uh, in Martinsburg. And that's not just six families. It's six families and counselors and different things. It's a huge project that they're uh, undertaking, and they got a huge donation to help them get to the halfway point in funding that. Uh, and then it's just been uh, me and Marsha hanging out since right. then. Also, uh, Sheriff Harmon, uh, that cold case involving Mike Kilmer, there's information on the Sheriff's Department Facebook page, um, new tips that they're asking for. So uh, check that out. Absolutely. And if you missed any of the show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. But uh, you got anything else, Marsha? No, I think it's cool we're on Spotify. Yeah, it is cool that we're on Spotify, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, for Marsh Kavalik, I'm Jordan Ice Warner. It's been Panhandle Live on WPM WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.